A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another episode of Both Thinking a Podcast. Just before we start, we want to let you know about our continuing partnership with the great guys at Football Prizes. As you know, we've been working for them since like, the back end of 2021 and we're delighted to be continuing our partnership. They give you the opportunity to win some great prizes, a lot of safety ones as well. As you know, we've been fortunate enough that a few of your listeners and even one of us that end up one of our competitions, one of the safety prizes. But I would just like to thank them for their support and announce this week competition that they're running it is for a Jota signed Celtic shirt a great way to celebrate the man from Portugal who's signed on a five year deal tickets for that draw cost you £2.95 there's only 149 available and at the time of recording well, over half of them have went so you will need to be quick to get your hands on one of the tickets the competition ends at half seven on Tuesday night that's the 12th of July so you need to get your tickets before then if you want to get involved well, last week sold it went before the closing day so I you need to be quick to get involved in that. Just for entering, you've also got a chance of winning one or two instant win prizes. When you buy a ticket, you'll be assigned a number. If you're given a ticket for number 45, you win a signed Jota montage, which is a nice wee prize that you could win straight away. And also, if you get ticket number 88, you could win this season's, well, you will win this season's home kit. So, aye, great prize this week and a couple of great instant win prizes that you can win even before the draw's made. So, if you go to footballprizes.co.uk, you'll find that draw and a load of other great prizes they've got up for offer this week and if you go to your socials you'll find it as well but I thanks to them and we'll just get on with the episode now Hello there and welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast and I'm sure you'll be pleased to know that the original four of us are all here. We've had a few of our new contributors on over the last few weeks but the Celts are back in three seasons. This season 22-23 is well underway so we thought we'd get the four of us back on just to get back in the groove. Celtic have played two pre-season friendlies in the meantime since we've been off air and they won the first one 7-0. It was a pretty experimental young team that was put out and a load of the guys that had been on international duty were sitting out that one and then they drew three each way rapid Vienna so 
Danny, I'll come to you. It's been two completely different types of game. Like the first one, as I say, it was a very young squad that took to the field. There was a few a few first team players there, but on the whole it was your guys like Johnny Kenny and that making an impact in that game. And then the Rapid Vienna game, it was a more I'd say maybe apart from your size of the it's pretty close to what many think will be your starting lineup come three weeks today when we play Aberdeen on Flag Day. So what have you made of the first two pre-season friendlies? I know you're not a massive fan of them. No, you stole the words out of my mouth I don't really like pre-season. I think it's boring. <laughs> but then watching a free, a seven, was it a seven nothing win and a free each draw? Over the last couple of days, can't really be described as boring, can it? But no, I think it's all about fitness and getting players back. And I know the international boys said, I think they the other night half, so you've seen them a younger team, and it's good, it's always good to see some players like that. And as much as you know, I don't take too much out of preseason. I, I'd rather see how I'd rather see how can I fit the team off for what the team looks like on the first day of the season in three weeks' time. But it is good to see players like Bosan Loal and Johnny Kenny, and I thought Rocco Vata took his goal really well on Wednesday night. So it's obviously good to see that. But I've been impressed with the boy Loal, I must say. But apart from that, it's just kind of watching it, hoping that there's no real serious injuries to anybody and that they all come through it all right. And obviously you get to see someone that I know there's only really been the bay at the minute. It's really the only kind of new boy that we've signed. I know we've made some signings, but they were all loan players. So, no, it's so far so good. There's been no bad injuries in, in, in market, and particularly for me, Loal's looked the part so far, but just kind of onwards and upwards in it until the start of the season. I definitely, as you say, that first game for me, it had a real sense of like sort of pre-season game where we were clearly miles ahead of the opposition we were up against and as you say a few of the younger boys took their chance but I think when you were 6-0 up at half time it was sort of you, you could see the gulf and as you say like pre-season is really about fitness and Ange uh, sort of repeated that in his post-match interview. I thought yesterday's game actually was pretty there was a good tempo to it especially for a pre-season game like and was a real bit of bite in the game, especially from the Rapid Vienna players. So I know a lot of Celtic fans, Rapid Vienna is in their probably their top five most hated teams that still come up against, especially those of a sort of maybe older age who what went to the Celtic Rapid Vienna game back a few decades ago. But I, I thought that was probably more of a test. And as you say, Celtic scoring goals has got to be good. Obviously, he scored the seven on Wednesday night, but even again yesterday, and Matt O'Reilly scoring that great goal and then Cumble and Kyogo sort of linked up for the second and the third so great to see them getting involved. Tony again we're not going to analyse it too much because as we say it's pre-season but good to see Celtic back playing and as we say scoring plenty of goals. I'm not going to analyse it at all because I didn't watch either game because I was out last night and uh, it wasn't on and then I wasn't paying for Celtic TV during the week but um, I've seen the goals and Ah, well, 10 goals in, in two games. It's kind of, it's very anti-Postacoglu-Celtic. Um, it's, it's, you don't really need much in it. I've seen the goals yesterday. I thought um, Kyogo took his goal well, so did Matt O'Reilly. I, th- I thought even the, the one Kyogo set up for um, Turnbull was good as well. I think the, the goals we scored were all really well worked, but um, goals we conceded, obviously, no ideal. But again, it's as, as Danny says, it's just all about fitness. Um preventing any injuries and I'm sure everybody's glad that we're not playing any qualifiers it's, it's just it's a strange pre-season usually you're in a panic for new signings and you don't know if you're going to be playing in Kazakhstan or Azerbaijan or Israel or wherever it may be so to be quite calm and just kind of focused on the, the Aberdeen game which is they too far away now it's, it's good it's great it's three weeks a day to the first game of the season so 
Ah, I'm quite relaxed about everything. Um, I think Can says he wants another two or three in, which is great. Uh, hopefully we get another strong midfielder in. And I don't know if obviously Jordan Larson's uh, the big one everybody's talking about. I think, I, I don't know enough about him as a player, but he's obviously decent enough if there's that much interest. And there's probably just that aspect people want to be him because he's dad. And I think they would make a lot of money on the shirt sales alone. So it'd be interesting to see, I must admit, but... I don't really know if there's, there's much in it at all. I know Sky had said that we, we might be looking at it. Um, and I think we'll need another centre-half as well, because I'm assuming Julian's still wanting to head for the exit. Um, and then Starfield's got a bit of a knock, I think. And says he'll be back for the start of the season anyway, but um, you don't want to risk it. So, aye, but so far, it's just typical pre-season. I mean, the team we played first were obviously much better than them, and we, we cantered it, but... You can only beat what's in front of you, and it's good to give the young guys a bit of a chance, a bit of an opportunity. Even guys like Julian, who didn't get much playing time, it's probably good for him to, to get back out there. So, I mean, so far, everything's gone to plan, touch wood. And um, I, I'm just I'm looking forward to getting the, the friendlies out of the way. I'm, look, well, I'm looking forward to, to being back at Celtic Park. Unfortunately, us four won't be there next week. Uh, why is that, Dan? Because we're going on my stag do to Prague, so we will miss that game. We'll, some, we'll somehow manage to schedule it so that we're in the Czech Republic two days after Celtic play in the Czech Republic, and we're also away for the first home friendly of the season against Blackburn Rovers. But I'm sure people can keep us updated, and <laughs> we might need to get the two new boys to stand in for us next week because we'll probably have no recollection or not be able to tell you what the score was, hopefully. But Andy, just on the last one for these uh, first two friendlies, has anybody caught your eye or is there anything that's sort of been brought to your mind by anything you've seen in these games? Uh, no, overly, like you say, it's just, I don't really take pre-season friendlies with a pinch of salt. Um, obviously, the, it's probably even less so with the first opponents. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to try and say their name, but this is just about getting minutes in the legs. Um Obviously, there's, it's good to be scoring goals, even if they are just sort of bounce effectively training games. It's it's good to be scoring goals. It's obviously it's it's just it's different for us because usually, like you mentioned, we'd be at this point of the season shiting ourselves because there'd be vital qualifiers coming up. And but it seems a bit flipped in its head this year because we're making signings. People are in the door early. Um, we don't need to sort of worry worry about European football. So it's. It's a good time for the manager to obviously get working with the players, get the new boys and keep looking obviously for, for new players coming in as well and, and really just sort of get the se- get the team as, as fit and prepared as they can possibly be heading into the season. Um, I think obviously in the first game we've seen a, a really sort of different team. Obviously you had Kenny playing and Johnston was back in, Julian was playing, Forrest from the start, Fata was playing... There was obviously a lot of chances handed to boys who will be in amongst the squad, but um, that you wouldn't consider them sort of starters, or some of them even really didn't feature on the bench much. So it's good for that element that the squad's obviously having time together, and then obviously Burnaby is is getting game time. Um, some of them really looking forward to seeing, and hopefully sort of gels in with the squad uh, quite quickly. But these games are all key for that, and it's. Uh, even with the results, I don't really get hung up on them. I think it's more just about game time. It's, uh, it's game time, implementing what the manager's asking, um, and, and hopefully the team just gelling well, pretty well together. Um, but it's, it's good to see certain players, certain players playing. Um, 
Dan, it's you see there's there's been features for a couple of new boys, a couple of younger boys, um, and obviously there's you always hear about certain players like um Boston Lowell who we've, we've heard mum say about stuff he was doing in the B team, so it's it's good to see them getting introduced and getting brought up. Um, to the first team, same with Okovar, it's good that that's happening and, and hopefully um, them being in amongst the squad, obviously, while it helps their current squad and, and the new boys that are coming in, it, it should also help so I keep that pathway for, for the younger boys to come into the first team. So, aye, it's, it's, good, to, it's good to get the games. The most important thing is um, we've, we play these games, nobody gets injured, we don't try come away with it. At worst half than we play them. Um, obviously, I think we've got four more friendlies to go, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, plenty of time to to get sort of get prepared ahead of the season. And I dare say, as the as the friendlies go on in the last sort of one against, I think it's Norwich. I think then you'll probably see a, a bit of a different team go. I think you'll see a, quite a, quite a strong team out just before our first game of the season. So. Aye, as you say, we've got four more to go. We've travelled to the Czech Republic uh, during this midweek. Then we've got Blackburn on Saturday at Celtic Park before our uh, game against Legia Warsaw for Arthur Boric. And then we finish up, as you say, with that game against Norwich. So, aye, that, that comes a week before the Aberdeen game. So you probably will see a, a sort of more settled, uh, what Ange will hope to start with, maybe the week after. But... Uh, I'll move on to sort of transfer talk now, but it's sort of in a link to the friendly performance, Danny. I'll I'll bring it up to you. I think Celtic's focus right now, I know we're linked, we're linked with Jordan Larson and a few other players, but for me, I think we really need to make it a priority to get in our centre half in. Like, I, I know last season Cameron Carter-Vickers and Starfield had a great partnership and for the most part, they didn't have major injuries. I know they missed a few games, but I just think that's been possibly the bit that I that I've been worried about, especially with Crystal Julian, who I know he flew over to Germany, uh, looking to sort of finalise a move over there, but it didn't happen. But see, especially yesterday, I, I think I, 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 to be honest, I think it is purely down to the injury he sustained. But I think that I, I think he's probably done it, Celtic, and I just. I think with Starfield missing a big chunk of pre-season, you're sort of seeing that there's not very much in behind there to give the sort of backup we really need in this season that's coming up. I'd agree with that. I think Julian, what I've seen, uh, and he was never the quickest to begin with, but he looks like he's lost even more pace for that injury, which is only a hatch rope. It was a really bad injury. Um, and it's just unfortunate, really, that he's not been able to come back. And as much as we all have a good redemption story and that's not, we've not really got time to see if he can get back to it. I mean, that's why maybe even going out and loan or getting sold, well, going out and loan, you could maybe see if you could bring it back and then you could, I don't know, maybe go and give him another go after he's fit again. But uh, Selig should just be looking to, to get, uh, not get rid, but, well, I obviously get rid, but <laughs> it sounds a wee bit harsh, but... um. Aye, we need a centre-half. I'm not too bothered about Jordan Larson. Um, I don't think Celtic will be working too hard on that either. I think it'll just be a case of if it happens, it happens. I don't think they'll be too um, hung up on that. Um, But I don't know. 
I, th- I still think we could be doing with players in every position. I think probably central midfield are probably all right. Um, and whatever, but I don't know. Um, I'd like to see an off striker, consider the injuries that Kyogo and Jackie Mack has got last year. I know the idea is that Jota, Abada, Maida can probably all play up there, but I'd still like kind of another different option because Jackie Mack, when Jackie Mack is injured, then we don't have that presence. You know, we don't have a physicality, so I'd maybe like to see something along the lines come in, but no, I think. He's pretty settled, you know, he's got a goalkeeper. I know Seagrist the left time out, but Seagrist is there as well, and he'll be competition for Hart, and Bernabe will be competition for Greg Taylor and stuff, which is healthy. You need players that have got players behind them waiting to come in if they don't perform. So um, I think that the squad's probably healthy for that, but I think obviously Andrew wants three or four in if we're going to compete in the Champions League and compete in like three or four different competitions, because as well as we did last year, at times, like, for a good two or three months, you're you're like an injury for Tony Ralston away for fucking abject disaster. You know what I mean? So the squad, as much as people say, oh, the squad, you've got players like a Yeti and Soro. I know Soro's away, but you've got players like a Yeti, Soro, Barkas. I know he's away as well. But all these players were kind of, you know what I mean? Were um, like there's a lot of deadwood, but at the same time, people say we've got a big squad. Look at all the deadwood, but we need a squad of at least twenty, twenty-three. Where it, it, you know, where you would be, wouldn't be upset if either of them played. So, still a wee bit of going that, I would say. I definitely, hey Tony, as Danny mentioned there, there has been a few outgoings as well. As my last sorrow, eh, completed a loan move to a side from Portugal. I think it was FC Aruca or something they were eh, called. I think it is a loan op- loan way option to buy. It's it's, it's sort of if he this is maybe. A year and a half ago, that that's how Soros Celtic career was going to pave out. I think people maybe would have had a hard time believing it, but ever since about maybe the turn of last year, he's he's just sort of fell away, and like that's now John Kennedy eh, and his interim sort of period, and then obviously Ange during his first full season didn't really get much use out of Soros. You disappointed to see him go? No. <laughs> um. Oh, during the kind of well, him and Turnbull were the kind of the hopes during the. The Leonard era, well, I don't know what you would call that, I guess. We thought he was going to be a player, and he done well, but I just think he's a bit daft. I think he's rash. I don't think he learns. I think um, usually when you see him starting or coming on, it's always a case of, um, what's the odds of him getting booked kind of thing? So, look, I mean, look at midfield. He's nowhere near starting. He's probably behind James McCarthy, so... And he's behind Ida Gucci and Ida Gucci's behind McGregor, so he's never near it. Hope his loan goes well, don't get me wrong, look. The loan can come well, go well and he comes back a ten times better player than something you can look at. But I think for the ones we've lost, I mean, Tom Rogic was a big one. Just so many great historic moments. I know there was a rumour about him coming back, but I think that was just a lot of shite. Uh, Beaton... I think you need better than him for the Champions League. So, probably need better than Rogic as well. Um, then Dembele left as well. Don't really know what happened with him. I'm not going to say I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm assuming if we trust the manager's judgment, he just wasn't good enough to break in and he wanted to leave. So, that's fair enough. Obviously, a few years ago, he was built up to be the next coming of Messi. But, again, we've had that before with a young boy. I think it was Islam Farouk. 
and I didn't really have through, sorry, I don't think that really planned it very well. So, look, best of luck to him. I think he's about to Brest and France. I'll try to think of the other outgoings, if there is any. But, no, I think it's part of what we do. We need to retain. We have to get rid of people who don't play, free up the wage bill for bringing in new players. And I must admit, I think the transfer business thus far has been superb. Um, and I think it's all done to Ange. I think the guys... Um, I for a player, I'm assuming there's other people help them, but players he's brought in, their ability to make immediate impact has been huge and the reason we won the league. Um, I think you touched on there, Danny. Obviously, times last season, I think fucking somebody like Ralston did get injured, I would have been getting played at right back. So I think the squad's in a position where that won't happen again. Keogh goes out, Jack Amakis can come in if um, a bad is out. Somebody else can come, maybe Maida or Forrest, I suppose. Um, I still think Forrest has got a lot, of, a lot to prove. He's, he's going to need to uh, hit the ground running if he is playing, because I know a lot of people weren't sure about getting a new contract. Gade midfield, Turnbull's injured, you were in Hattati, O'Reilly, etc. So I think we're, we're just at the position now where we're, we're not trying to make up the numbers, we're wanting real quality and in a certain a couple of certain positions and I think we're ready to rock. As I say, I just can't wait for the, the football to kick off. Um, I can't believe it's been so long since we won the league. It was just a mad season last year. But um, in terms of, of outgoings, uh, I'm not disappointed. I wish all the guys the best. Even I think Adam Montgomery is here in Monty St. Johnson. Again, I, I do like when we, we give players out to other teams in the league and they can't play against us and they can maybe take points off uh, Rangers, for example. We've seen it before. I think Ryan Christie scored into them. Uh, I have done really well at Kelly. So, for me, I think it's good to to use that kind of load players out in the league and help them develop as well as hopefully contributing to taking points. So, I think somebody else went out and loaned. Did somebody go to Aberdeen? Am I right in saying that? Liam Scales. Liam Scales. So, I absolutely, I'm all for those kind of moves. I think it's... Um, I think it's a good idea, so best of luck to them. They're obviously not quite at the level we need them to be the now, but we've got we've got Greg Taylor and we've got Bernabe now. Um another centre half's a big one. And um I hopefully we keep Juranovic as well. Obviously if I did come in that was twenty plus, he would be gone, but whether that's gonna happen or not, I don't know. But um I for looking good as it stands. Andy, just I'll bring you in on transfers now. It's, uh, is there anywhere you would like to freshen up, or like as just sort of what we've mentioned? I know you've just sent a link in the chat. that will link to an Argentinian midfielder. Is that the position you'd be looking to strengthen? I think so. I think we losing Beaton and losing Rogic. We've lost two midfield players, and obviously they they play different roles. But um, it's it's obviously. Um, an area of the park that while some of our best players there, obviously the captain McGregor's there um, and you've got like Hattati and Tumbo and O'Reilly and Idiguchi but I think when you lose to particularly somebody our Ogidji's quality um, it's, it's something that you're, you're then looking to replace um, or improve upon if, I mean, if you look at sort of beat-on side of things but I do I think somebody in the middle of the park that improve this is would, would would be pretty key and I think that's where we're, we're looking if you're judging by all the the people we're linked to as you say it was Souza before and it's obviously that Argentinian boy and I think that's came for um, a journalist out there so where I know this 
there's anything in it. I, I don't know, but I think the fact that you were linked to quite a lot of sort of holding materials, if you want to call them that, but tells you that it's, it's probably says something that we're looking at. Um, but I, I would like to see it because I think it's it's important to obviously it's always important to improve anywhere you can. If somebody becomes available who makes makes the squad better, um, then that's something you've got to look at. But uh, in terms of McGregor, it's I, I think it would be good to have somebody who could perhaps allow him to push on further up the park at times. Um, don't get me wrong, I think there will be games where you want him holding, but I think there's there's times where it would be good to allow him to push further forward um, and we change it with somebody else in there, as we've seen before when, when Beaton's moved into the middle of the park and McGregor's been freed up to move move a wee bit further forward, so I think that would be key. Um, I've got to agree, I, I like the idea of another striker. Um, I, I think if there's obviously if there's somebody available, if it is Jordan Larson, then you, you just don't pass that opportunity up if there's, if there's somebody that's good enough. As I said earlier, if you're improving the squad, competition's only healthy. Um, it, it can only be a good thing. And I think usually my fear with that with players would be attitude if they're not getting a, if they're not getting opportunities. But I think the manager's pretty clear on who he'll bring in, and and I don't think there's anybody who. I don't think there's any dangers there is getting somebody who's going to have a bad attitude and the, the sort of toys go at the pram because they're not getting a start ahead of obviously Jack Max and Kyogo and they need to bide their time. I think the managers by all accounts seems to sort of daze through diligence and he has a conversation with them and he knows exactly what he's looking for and I just don't think a player like that would would be signed to the club. So by all accounts, I, I think a striker would be good and it's... Uh, even somebody that gives you options, um, like uh, an overall, we've all seen Kyogo, but he has played out wide, but it, it's an option there. Um, so if worst game it worse than you did end up picking up a couple of injuries, you've got that option to, to move him out as well, um, which obviously you hope doesn't happen because he's a far better player through the middle, but just having that versatility um, is, is important. But, and probably the other one is it's already been mentioned, a centre half, I think. Pretty important. Um, even somebody that he's going to be able to push Starfield and Carter Vickers um, and, and sort of stake his stake their claim. I thought Julian, but I think the injuries probably had a big impact on him. He doesn't look to what we have seen. I don't think he looks like the same player um, prior to that, but I think it just looks as if the sort of time of the club's coming to an end for a couple of reasons. and you would suspect, again, that's something that we're going to do, look to replace. Uh, and if you can, again, if you can get somebody who who improves the squad, then you've got to go for it. I think when we say two or three players, I would assume it's, it's in the three positions. Um, but again, you could you, you could be greedy and uh, I would love another winger to come in. Um, just somebody in the sort of yacht mold where they're, they're, they're really keen to sort of take players on and make things happen. Because um, he's obviously a bit of a different player in terms of Maeda and Abada. They know that sort of same type of flair player that you've got with Jota. Um, I, I would always like to see somebody else like that if if, if, you, if there was somebody in the market for us. Um, but in terms of players that have went out, I think the club's doing really smart business. Um, obviously, we've got rid of some Deadwood. Um, but recently, with Scales going to Aberdeen, I think that's a good move. Um, I 
said before, Tony's mentioned already, it's good because you're obviously putting them out and there's the potential they can take points off of other teams in the league but and then don't play against us. But even I, I get alongside that, I think it's important that players go out and play in this league. Um, some players just need the game time and it can be difficult, particularly for younger players, to get that here. I mean, no just Ryan Christie, he's seen it, he's seen it when Ayer went to Kelly. Um, and he played he played a lot of games, and I think it does so much for them because obviously they're playing in the they're playing in this league. Um, so the tempo's always the same, and the opposition opposition's always the same. So it's getting used to it because it, for a lot of them it will be a completely different style of football. Um, and then, like I said, the most important thing is game time. So if they're going out there and they're getting that, then that's that's only going to benefit them. Um, so with scales going out, I think that's a good move. Um, Montgomery going out again, and I, th- I think that's another one, which is a smart move. The the sorrow one is just again, it's a player that's he's no improved. He's he's no picked up. There was glimmers here and there, uh, somebody that might have had something, but I just don't think he's really going to be a sort of select player. And, um, we've obviously tried to get him out somewhere that can give the option to buy, so that hopefully he has a. Well, I hope he goes out and I hope he plays well and earns himself a move out there. That would be good for all parties, as opposed to us just sort of letting him go for a minimal fee. If he has a, if he has a obviously a decent season, then you would assume there'll be a, a decent offer that will come from him. Um, the Caramoco one, I think, was I think that's just been in in there for a while. I think the boy probably has to go. Um, but he needs to be playing games if he ever sort of wants to live up to any potential reputation. And he's just not going to come in and, and start with us and. Again, it's, it's probably just best for all parties involved if he goes there. Um, and I've not really missed MDL, so obviously Barcast went out before, which I think it's just he just has to has to go somewhere else because he's rotten. But I, it's good to see he's making smart moves in the transfer window and getting things done early, which I think is important. Um, but I'll I'll be interested to see what happens done because um, even I was surprised when I heard the manager say to another two or three male usually. Um, you're that used to say like being a sort of a, a bit quiet on that and not really saying much in the transfer front but I'm excited to see who, who it is that, that we go for and who it is that we bring in um, obviously there's been shocks in the past with, with players that have, that have arrived uh, like Jackie Marcus and things like that coming in really late in the window so who knows but if, if the signings are if you go after a manager's pre- previous track record of signings then I think they're going to be they're, they're going to be quality footballs and can't wait to see them. I actually say I'm just been pretty open about how many Mary wants in, so it'll be good to see who is brought in because I think, especially in midfield one, it's sort of I don't disagree that we could do with somebody who's a bit more. Uh, I, think, I think it might have been Danny called it a destroyer that we need in the middle of the park, especially going forward in Europe. But I just think with the strength there in midfield, you know, I think it's like guys like Hitati and O'Reilly have started the pre-season flying, even David Tumble, who missed a large chunk of the second half of the season, he's back looking better than ever as well, and also Cal McGregor's and Neil Dawn, and find them, you've got guys like Eddie Gucci and McCarthy as well, so it'll be interesting to see, I think, if you're bringing somebody in to sort of get straight into that midfield, they're going to have to be a, some like quite high quality, just to get any of these guys out of the team, but aye, it'll be interesting to see, we'll obviously keep an eye on it, and uh, hopefully we do have a few more to comment on by the next time we come to record. But 
I think that will do it for today. Uh, as as mentioned earlier in the episode, next weekend we are all in Prague uh, getting plenty of beers down our throat. If you want to get some beers pretty cheap as well, then we, we are delighted to say that we are back in partnership with Beer 52, who are happy to give you a case of beers for free. All you need to pay is the postage. The link you need for that is beer52.com forward slash Tim's. And if you go there, sign up. All you need to do is pay the postage. It is a subscription service, so if you don't like the products, then you can simply just cancel it, go on the website or phone them and cancel. And if you do like them, then happy days, because you'll just sign up and you'll get the beers delivered to you every month. So thanks to them for helping out the pod as well. And we will be back at some point in the not-too-distant future. Cheers. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.